once again, you already know what it is and you already know where you have reached the number one collaborative wrestling podcast anywhere in the world on Memorial Day 2023. Big shout out and respect to all those who made the ultimate sacrifice in our armed forces, including my late great grandfather passed many years ago, but a uh, lieutenant in the United States Army. Um, salute to him as well as many, many others, both living and passed on. Memorial Day, we salute you and appreciate you on this very special day. This is Clash of the Podcast. I am Sean Hubbard. Immediately to my left is my good friend, my brother, Conrad Cushman, representing everything pro wrestling. We are in the building. Jimmy Jimmy Uso stepping up. Sabu in 2023, question mark. I mean, Jeff Hardy making mistakes, and it's, it's it's a lot of stuff going on. Jade Cargill loses the TBS title. What the heck is going on here? There's only one thing I know that is going on here, and that's Clash of the Podcast. We're in the building. You know my favorite thing to say to start the show. Conrad. 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 Okay, I remember now. Drop that thing. What is good? What is good, everybody? Happy Memorial Day. I'm glad you are rocking with us. Hopefully, you're sharing this with your family. If someone's out there listening, come on over. Type in Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Type in Hubbard Wrestling Weekly on YouTube. Hit subscribe. It's easy. It's the best thing that you can do if you want to get your wrestling talk in before Monday night. Raw tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lots and lots to talk about when it comes to all we we had a big wrestling weekend uh with just show after show after show um I, I finally caught up today with everything like i just caught up probably a little before we started this yeah same here bro same here it was a lot to a lot to do especially when you mix in the holiday vibes as well yeah and, and it's all good all good uh, i appreciate everybody who is out here uh gotta give it up to quills sir quills first one in the building at 552. He said, what it do though? Conrad, Sean, and Chat, we're back at it again for a Memorial Day edition of Clash of the Podcast, a big wrestling weekend to cover. Let's get it. Appreciate uh, you. Welcome, Quills. Welcome. Quills, who won the Impact Under Siege contest last episode of Clash of the Podcast, said Impact Under Siege was good. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Uh, Night of Champions uh, was mainly trash. Ooh, he was not a fan of the show. Uh, NXT Battleground was surprisingly good, and for AEW Double or Nothing was very enjoyable. All right, okay, okay. We might have to disagree on the last one, but we appreciate you, close. Oh, man. I feel like this is going to be one of them head-to-head episodes. I'm telling you, it's it's going down. XGW says, what's good? Uh, I'm lurking while chilling at home with the fam. Thank you for that. You, Joel says, hey, guys, what's up, Joel? Appreciate you. B-Boy coming in, so that Jade rant. Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got one for that. We'll get into it. Hold on, hold on. We'll get into this. There's a lot of goodness to get into. Uh, Anthony Slate in the house saying, hey. Dustin says, uh, what up, fellas? What's good, Dustin? Dustin, hey. Ed Fry says, hey, gentlemen. What's good, Ed? Ed, what's the good? 
Guy will gamble. What's good, fellas? They kept hiding Vince's passport, and we might be all right overseas. <laughs> Terrible. Derek in the house saying, yo, 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 yo. What's good, Hi. dude? My guy, Derek. Uh, Joel said, I didn't like Don that much. Thought Night of Champions was better. Okay. Mm, interesting. Okay, Conrad dropping that Black Scorpion type beat. <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, McKinney in the house. Yo, I'm here to talk wrestling and give a shout out to my pops for paying the ultimate uh, price in Vietnam. Here to say stop pulling out your phone and live in the moment. Let's go. Salute. I like that, McKinney. I like that. Let you you got you to gotta introduce the next one, Sean. And Lazy for Sheezy. What up, though? He says, good evening, everyone. Can't wait for a spirited, lively debate. It's going to be a good one in here. Our local establishment. What you selling? He says, good afternoon, fellas. What's going on? Thank you for joining us. Doug's in the house hitting us with that that Scott Hall. Hey, yo. Oh, we're going to talk about Battlegrounds. Hold on now. I ain't saying we were talking Battlegrounds. (laughs) I did not say that. I just watched the show. And I can be honest, I did not really watch the main event. I was in and out. That's cool. ironically, that's the only match I did watch. Mm, maybe, maybe we could try to give a little bit of objective. Can't wait for CJ's J defense. This dude knows what's up. <laughs> Mason in the house. Hey, Conrad, Night of Champions was eh. NXT and AEW were good. Very mixed reviews on these shows, I think, from a lot of people. This is going to be one of those ones where I think everyone's going to have a different point of view on a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> Hubbard, uh, can't wait for your take on Jade. Derek says, my guy. Derek, appreciate you, bro. NXT Battleground was a very great show. Um, Great Great is a big word, Emily. Great is a big word. It was good. Just threw my phone across the room. Don't need it no more. Shout out to McKinney. (laughs) There you go. go. Yes. My match for the uh, NXT show. I watched that uh, earlier, and I loved that match. It was... I, I hope Ilya's not hurt, but it was a crazy match. Ilya and Dijak is the one match. If I had to tell you on that battleground show to go watch, that's the match to go watch. Sean, I'm gonna let you guide this thing, man. What do you want to talk about first, man? We got Crockett Cup here as well that we're gonna be talking about. Double or nothing, Night of Champions. Uh, let's, you know, let's. I think we're gonna go backwards. I think we there's a lot of heavy stuff we want to talk about. Let's jump into Crockett Cup. Let's get this preview taken care of. Tell the people what they have to look forward to this weekend, and then uh, we'll get into Night of Champions. Introducing NWA returns to the Carolinas for the Crockett Cup. It is going to be uh, going down Saturday and Sunday, June 3rd and 4th. Fan Fest, 12 noon to 4 p.m., bell time, 8 p.m., at the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds, Annex Building in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, come on and raise up. Take your shirt off, twist it around your head, spin it like a helicopter. Y'all better still be singing that, North Carolina. That was a banger. Shout out to Petey Pablo, wherever he is. And by the way, a real quick note shout out to the NWA, the originators of the modern day. I'm not going to speak out of turn and talk about something I don't know, but the <laughs> originators of the modern day tonight event. They have made it popularized in the modern day not wwe salute to nwa the modernized uh innovators of two-day pay-per-views nwa is putting on a card for you guys that is going to be 
pretty wild when you see what they have lined up for everything here. Oh, I thought um, it was just me. You're a you're so right, man. Like it's off the rails almost. It's it's going to be very different for what they're having. So if you guys aren't familiar, the Crockett Cup is a big tag team tournament, and it's going to be taking over uh, these two nights. And the brackets, but out here it is right here for you. Um, we've got a lot of good teams in this one. The card, I think it, I think it's going to be off the chain. You're going to get yourself some uh, some championship matches. You're going to get yourself some pre-show stuff. Uh, lots of things happening here with the tag teams. You've got some tag teams with some rich history names behind them, some NWA lineage, to be fair. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're talking about Lex Luger and Sting, the Legion of Doom. Those are former winners of this tournament. Yes, it's it's a historic tournament. When you get the uh, the the Crockett Cup, it's an amazing thing. The were the Briscoes, they won it one year, right? Briscoes won it as well. Yes, sir. Yeah. So this is this is a, a classic. Um, I got night one up here for for people who want to get into it. Um, the NWA National Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as EC three, the champion, takes on Silas Mason. The thrill, Billy. <laughs> Silas Mason. Um, I don't see EC3 taking the L here. EC3 seems like a made man right now in NWA. Well, it's about time he was a made man somewhere. The dude has been a massive disappointment in basically every organization. Um, I think it's WWE's fault that he was misused, so I'm not going to put all the blame on him. I think that in that thing that he did with with Braun Strowman was a freaking joke. But he is kind of catching his stride in NWA, and that's why I sense that he'll retain the title. I I think so. It makes it makes perfect sense. Um the tag team brackets for this, we, we have them up here. I mean, is, is there a favorite for this? Uh La Rebellion's always a dominant team that you gotta think is gonna go pretty deep into this tournament. Um, I'm yeah, looking I at. Agree. I would agree. I mean, I'm I'm also looking at the Tyrus and Adonis team as well. I do. I mean, they've they've been pushing Tyrus, and you can't go wrong with the masterpiece when it comes down to that. I also like the team of Math and Donovan as well in this. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Knox and Murdoch is an interesting team as well. There, there's a that's the cool part about a tournament like this. You know, you have a few teams that could actually be victorious. And a few teams that if they won, it would make sense. That's what it's all about for me. Whoever wins makes sense and that there should be more than one person to me, you know, more than one team that logistically makes sense to come out on top. People who have the buys as well, look at the Mortons. Ricky Morton and his son are going to be teaming up. Kerry Morton. Uh, Ricky Morton is one half of the Rock and Roll Express. He's still out here. He's doing it. He's doing his thing. They made uh, their professional wrestling debut before Conrad and I were born. Before we were thought of. <laughs> yes, that's a fact. Before we were floating around. Now, uh, I mean, we're both fathers now. So when I'm that to put that in perspective, before we were before myself and Conrad were twinkles in our parents' eyes, the Rock and Roll Express were winning tag team championships. Tearing it up. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to uh Mason, once again, I see you, bro. We, I'll try to get Sean's thoughts on some Fight Forever. I see you talking about it in the chat. Noob and Co., thank you so much for being in here. I appreciate you popping in. Love Sonic, by the way. Big fan. Uh, 
Um, really good, man. Uh, <laughs> McKinney up here talk about the NW. I'm going to try and put some of your comments up here. I'm also trying to read this, navigate some of the stuff. So have patience with uh, your producer for tonight. Hardcore Team War will also be on night one. Samantha Star with Baby Doll. Mm-hmm. That, that is a also classic name. If you're old heads like us, you know who Baby Doll is. Mac Dream Baby, if you will. Baby Doll, I got your back tonight. That's right. Dusty Rhodes. You uh, can't have one. You can't have a Rick Flail. She would be with the she would be American Dream. Nothing better than Baby Doll with Tully, though. That was that was the, well, that, uh, that the like a real match to me. Right? Um so La Rose is gonna be in there. M ninety five, which is um Maddie Rinkowski and um, Misa Kate, and then Pretty Empowered as a team. That's Kenzie Page, Kylie Page, Ella Envy, and Roxy. This is going to be a brutal matchup, I think. Hardcore war, like you can't, what are you going to do in this? It's going to get wild. It's going to get buck wild. Um, if I have to go with anything, though, I think Pretty Empowered is going to sneak this one out. That's just me. I mean, again, I think it's really cool that there's several teams that winning would make sense for. Um, I think NWA has managed to fill me on this, Conrad. I think NWA has managed to encapsulate hardcore old school wrestling in a manner that brings nostalgia and not nostalgia just for nostalgia's sake, not just Sabu for no reason. Yes, I'm going to continue harping on Sabu. I'm just going to continue railing on this Sabu thing because it makes me sick. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it's nostalgia at its best, what NWA is doing. And I think that if the fans, like I, I think I speak for Conrad, but definitely for myself, if fans would really lean into this, I think it would be a success. NWA is a quality product, and so is this tournament, Conrad. Um. Listen, th- this tournament brings back the NWA is nostalgia. So here's what I say to people about wrestling. If you haven't been into it for a while, you're looking to get back into it. I always tell people there's a company for you. You have to find it, though. It's not just watch WWF anymore. Watch WCW anymore. It's if you want the entertainment, the glitz, the glamour, I'm pointing you towards WWE. If you're looking for another mainstream alternative that you can access pretty easy, I'll say, hey, check out AEW. If you like a lot of the modern day stuff, check out AEW. If you're looking for a great storytelling and you want that intimate environment, something you can get into, I would say maybe Impact's more for you. If you want hardcore wrestling, I'm pointing you towards GCW. If you want to go back to the nostalgia, NWA is where I tell people to go. If you want that old school pro wrestling feeling, NWA is going to give it to you. Some people like that. I don't understand why people are online complaining about certain companies. There's someone else for you. It's there. You can do it. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely hyped for this though, for sure. It, it's. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Two night event. You got the tournament happening. Um, I somebody just had a prediction here. It was Noob. He said La Rebellion and Country Gentlemen are winning the tournament. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, I can see La Rebellion taking the whole thing uh, home. Same thing. Same here. Same here. Like I said, again, a lot of teams that walking out winners would not make me angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, 
Ed Fry says, oh, goodness, Baby Doll is back. One of my first crushes. Go ahead, Ed. You Tell like me. Baby Doll with Ed Fry? You know, hold so- on, hold on, hold on. No, you no, don't attack my man yet, because I'm about to ask no, no, you who no, your no, first wrestling crush. No, no, no. I was just going to say that Baby Doll, I was going to diss Baby Doll. I have, you know, I have more respect than that. I, I just, Baby Doll to me wasn't like a sex symbol. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't mean that. Baby Doll was a, 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 a beautiful lady for her time. What I'm saying is, did, how do I put this? Baby Doll didn't come across to me like like um, Medusa. You feel me? Like, does that make any sense? Yeah. Like a sexy valet. Like, she, she was more like a... Did you take Medusa to be that, though? See, I never thought of Medusa as that. I thought oh, they, like, Medusa. kind of... Oh, Med- listen, I'm going to keep it PG. Medusa looked like she was with Ravishing McGrew, bro. Like, you couldn't tell me they weren't together. That's how they portrayed that thing. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But so, no, no disrespect for Baby Doll at all. She's a legend. Right? Um, let's see here. The, the For me, it was Sunny. I know, sad to say nowadays, but Sunny no. Sunny was my first one that I was like, man, that was that was my first crush. Nineteen ninety seven. There was nothing hotter in the industry than Sunny. That that's a bottom. Line. There's no no shame in that whatsoever. We can't help what happened years later. I know, but there, but now we know Dark Side of the Ring is coming out. But back in the day, I wore yo. I went to Catholic school. I got in trouble one time for wearing a Sunny shirt to school. Wow. She had a little pool cue. With the shirt buttoned up just a little bit, they're like, "What kind of shirt is that?" These kids, imagine kids today, they would have probably went crazy about I that. Think you're right, I think you're right. Hey, that's just how it was, man. Uh, Doug says NWA is going to swerve everyone, bro. I feel like I wanted to read that in my Vince Russo voice, Doug. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Never forget last night at Double or Nothing. Everyone, never forget. Uh, baby Dow, the same woman who Dusty Rose saved from an abusive partnership and showed her love and loyalty in the good life for 30 days and then turned on him like the snake that she is. Ooh, no, break it down, McKinney. Break it down. Like sounded like JR on the mic. Jezebel, how could you? You harlot, you, harlot, you dirty harlot. <laughs> JR would go in. On uh, anybody who did that in Triple H, he hated Triple H every week. No, no. I mean, he would, all... wish, he would wish hell on Triple H. <laughs> Burn in hell, you son of a. Every week. <laughs> every week. The show would go off hearing that Triple H music. Can't be cracking up. Ed says if all pro wrestling does well, then every show gets better and better. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Lopez says I'm picking the NWA tag champs to win. Oh, yeah, he's the world heavyweight champion. Yes, he is, Ace. Uh, I had to let him know Tyrus was. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to keep up. I am flooded right now with uh, comments coming in, but I love it, though. It's good. Baby, look at Matt Lopez. Matt Lopez, what you doing in the archives looking up Baby Doll? I see you. At least he's a little too young for Baby Doll, but I respect the hustle. Baby Doll, Miss Liz, Missy Hyatt, all those legendary ladies of style and grace. Now, now, now check this out. Now, here, here's how diverse of taste I have in women. Now, Baby Doll, I had a lot of respect for. She didn't come across as a sex symbol. She seemed like a respectable lady, even though she was a healer, right? Miss Elizabeth, amazing in every conceivable way. Missy Hyatt, a little trashy. A little trashy for me. Even as a baby face? Yeah, I didn't feel that way to the nasty boys. Yeah, a little, a little, little 
trashy for I'm tra- I'm gonna keep it trashy because I can't I can't think of another PG word. A little little suspect, little loosey goosey for me. Little loosey goosey. I liked Missy until she became a heel. Then I was like, I can't believe her. I was so disappointed. Little loosey goosey. Guy will gamble. Sensational Sherry. Yes, SummerSlam '92. Man, never yeah. forget that attire. Facts. Facts. My mind was blown as a kid. Uh, Sunny came in in 96. Sable came in 96, 97. Yeah, but they were competing, though. Yeah, they were competing in 97 for number one spot, though. Oh, look at Matt Love for me, Kimberly Page. You should watch the 40-year-old virgin when he's doing the uh, quick time uh, <laughs> quick time scenes. Yes, sir. Kimberly, Kimberly Page was always good, though. I've been watching some old Nitros, man. Like, she was in really good shape when they were doing the, uh, the Nitro Girl stuff. And I just noticed her in, like, all of the dance routines and the scenes for that. I'm like, man... These girls were all in like really good shape. This was like a cool concept for back then to have them like do little dance routines in between the sets, like when you're waiting to set stuff up. Didn't make all mistakes. He made a lot of big ones, but all of them were mistakes. No, he changed. He honestly, as much as he annoys me today with his take, he did change how wrestling is presented. Yes, sir. Um, let me see here, BJ. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, fellas? Running late, but glad I'm here with y'all. What up, BJ? Glad you are here, BJ. Pro Wrestling Shoot has joined us as well. Yo, what's good? Big shout out to Pro Wrestling Shoot, to BJM, to M. Leezy, to Guy, to Quills, to Sick, to McKinney. Yo, thank y'all for showing up at the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly uh, stream the other day. I really appreciate it, Conrad. I know you were behind the scenes clicking away when you should have been focused on your anniversary. God bless you, bro. I want to thank everybody for coming out on Thursday. It was a really nice show. I appreciate you guys. By the way, I definitely was very full when, when I was messaging you in that chat, and I definitely had a steak that was so good. I couldn't even finish it, bro. And you and you know me. I, I, can, I can throw down. Yeah. This steak was so good. But uh, I, me and my wife went somewhere. We had a gift card to a nice local restaurant here in uh, Buffalo. Nice. It's called Russell's, if you guys ever go. It's owned by, like, this old-time dude who's been around a long time for making, like, steaks. He's got a hotel. Like, when you get married, that's usually the place where you stay. But we had nice. a, a c- certificate for the restaurant. Bro, this food was so fire, bro. Let her have squid for the first time. Yo, money, bro. Money, money, money. I so. I can dig it. I'm, all I care about is did you have a wonderful anniversary? That's all that matters. Oh, absolutely. Praise God. Absolutely. Um, the Nitro Girls and Go- Gorgeous George. Woo! One of my friends from elementary school loved Gorgeous George. How could Love you not? She was a very attractive woman. Yeah. She was, she was, she was. Yo. Hanging out with Macho Man. And that's where you can find Miss Madness, who was uh, known as Mona, a.k.a. Molly Holly. Yes, yes, the the team madness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Deanna, I'll give the rest of the show a listen post later uh, here for a little while. Appreciate you, Deanna. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, The steak, that'll make a big one. (laughs) LOL. Derek Derek saw me eat that steak after when I was reheating it up the next day. Totally wasted on Macho Man. Come on now. Hit that like button. Thank you for all three shows. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Steak so good, Conrad started singing Ted DiBiase's song. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Not when I was paying for the rest of that food. <laughs> Black Machismo. Let's get into uh, – th- there is a second night of this. We kind of talked about the tournament already, but night two does get into Camille. And someone did ask if Camille's losing the championship. I don't see anybody in Camille's league right now that's taking the belt from her. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody doesn't have anybody in their league loses their championship. Idiots. 
Camille and Natalia Marquez. Don't you ignore me. Well, we're, we're on NWA right now. I'm trying to show respect to Camille. Well, well you, you don't ignore when I make snide little underhanded comments. You at least react. My, mine are coming. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's go. The Camille versus Natalia Markova. This might be the biggest chance that someone has to beat Camille that I've seen. I think but that's a assessment. Yep. I don't think it's happening here. I still got Camille winning. And there's going to be a number one contender uh, six-man scramble match for the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. And Kenzie Page is going to be defending the NWA Women's Television title as well against the mystery person. I don't know if I'm missing this. Let me see if they've updated this. Going to another site to see. Do they have? They have not announced any for either of those. Okay. Do you have a favorite for the uh, junior heavyweight championship match? Do they bring someone in maybe? Um, oh my gosh. I'm a, I'm a little bit at a loss for this. I mean, especially with the fact that it's a six-way scramble. Um, you could, but you could you could always bring someone in though and surprise everyone. You could bring somebody in. I mean, there are people who have double contracts or you know one-off people. I don't know. I mean, um, I mean it'll. I didn't want to speculate. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not sure about this one. Right. Um. I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'll throw Homicide's name in there. Maybe that he'll uh, end up being like the person that they pick for the uh, the scramble. Just for why. I feel like they're going to bring someone in, though, that we're not expecting. And for the Women's Championship, it don't matter. Kenzie Page retains, in my opinion. I think she's going to end up keeping it. And just to throw it out there real quick, perhaps Ricky Morton's son, if they lose in the first round of the the Crockett Cup tournament, maybe he enters as well. He could. Is it? Am I I wrong in thinking he's the champion? Hold on here. I got to know who the NWA champions are right now because – I am not caught up recently on my NWA. Oh, so he is. Yeah, he is the champion. My my apologies. He's the champion. Right. The champion. So yeah, yeah. He'll okay. So he'll he'll be pulling double duty that weekend. Okay. So who knows? We'll see what's gonna end up going down there. Uh, actually, I just went to the Crockett Cup, and they're telling you to watch the pay per view uh, live. And you know how you can do that. Fight TV. Go to Fight TV. Type it in. They have a wonderful app where you guys can make the purchase for Crockett Cup. Uh, They've got a really good package deal on it as well. Head on over to Fight, as you guys see on our screen, F-I-T-E, and uh, you guys can watch the Crockett Cup, and we can talk about the results of it more than likely next week. But, um, yeah, tell us what you guys thought of the show if you guys are watching it. Sean, guide us through, man. What's next? Night of Champions. Let's go over to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. We shall. We shall. What do you What do you want to talk about yeah, first? Here, this, this was the This was an epic day for some. I mean, I like I like the whole one hundred one thousand. It's a pretty much kind of a play on what happened. Will Chamberlain scored one hundred in one game. Roman Reigns took it to a thousand. Uh, if you look back in the annals of basketball history, you know Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game, and he put up a single card just like this to put up that was 100. Roman Reigns decided to put up 1,000. Uh, that's the play that Roman Reigns is making. I mean, it's obviously historic. He's only 27 days away from Pedro Morales, and we can pretty much guarantee that's going to happen. So Roman Reigns is going to go down with the fifth longest reign in WWE history. Um, do he, does he catch Hulk Hogan? That's another 400-plus days. That would mean we're talking about 
SummerSlam of next year. I mean, <laughs> that's that seems unlikely, but who knows, man? But I mean, big ups and respect to the guys, you know, over in WWE for this one thing, even though they suck in many other ways. Roman Reigns has been the guy. Keeping the title on him has made sense, and I have no problem with it. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, sadly, those two titles were not defended at this show, but he did hit a 1,000 days at this show. Right. Which is one of my gripes. <sighs> I have gripes about this show <laughs> a lot, but we'll we'll talk about them. We'll get into them. This, this weekend of wrestling, Conrad, is with many flaws. I mean, there were many balls that were dropped over the course of this wrestling weekend. I think it depends on what you like and what you don't like for it, if that makes sense. I, I think there's some arguments to, be, arguments to be made. Like, I'm probably going to be the one on this show about to tell you what I really didn't like about a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into it, and I'm not going to put up too many graphics for this one. Seth Rollins defeats AJ Styles to become the first world heavyweight championship uh, title holder in the opener of Night of Champions. And what I thought was a really good match, I saw some people saying they didn't think it was as good, they expected more. I thought it was good. And with this comes my first gripe of the wrestling weekend, which is the fact that you had AJ Styles, ultimate respect, Seth Rollins, ultimate respect, and a banger. I, I thought the match was without flaw. I thought it was a very good match. I liked what they did. They definitely teased a few times that they could have done something different. You got to remember, too, AJ Styles comes from the same school as Danielson, Paul London, Punk, uh, Samoa Joe, and all of those guys. He's been around the block for a long time. AJ can't go up in there doing all the craziness he used to do in TNA, Ring of Honor. He's not even New Japan. He's not that same AJ, but he can still deliver. He was landing everything. It looked like he came back from injury and had something to prove in this match. So right. I was really happy with AJ's performance here. Rollins, Rollins has been great. I know you guys hear me every single week talk about like, oh, I don't, oh, I don't get it, oh, and I still don't. But that is how you sound. I, huh? That's exactly how you sound. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, my snack, my time Conrad. is coming. My snack time is Conrad is a Conrad is a good sport. Conrad makes fun of me. I make fun of him. Good sport. My time is coming. Don't worry. Oh, my so, God. You really must got some heat on the way. Good Lord. I do. I do. So, for the – for um, I lost my spot. I was about to compliment Seth Rollins. Yeah. Seth Rollins is someone who I think um, deserves this. He has been putting on great matches. He really has had nothing to fight for except for the U.S. title, and it's kind of been like, well, what is this, you know? And they, they had an opportunity to do something here. Um Yo, let me give a shout out to Guy Will Gamble because I say the same thing about that Wilt game. I want to see the footage of it. I want to see how he did it. Like, just did he little, just cherry pick? <laughs> just a little bit of uh, context of what I was talking about with the Wilt Chamberlain 100 yeah. photo. Holding it up. Uh, <laughs> on a thousand day, he couldn't defend his title. Casey also mad about it. Wow, what an accomplishment when you didn't even defend your belts on Night of Champions. Uh, everyone dropped the ball somewhere. Amen. It's facts. But what I wanted to say, though, at first was the fact that even though it was a banger of a match, this was my first gripe of the weekend, which is the fact that you're trying to make it seem like this title is important, 
right? That's the goal. We're going to come in here. We're going to make sure people don't think it's a consolation prize. And on its inaugural pay-per-view and its inaugural championship being crowned, on a night where the WWE Undisputed Championship is not even being defended, Seth Rollins and AJ opens up. So they're opening up the card, and you expect us to take this title seriously? I mean, it's like WWE just just they don't think, bro. They just do stupid. I could not believe that AJ and Seth was not the main event. It makes no sense. If you're trying to make this title mean something, how in God's name cannot not be the main event? It's ridiculous. To me, there was no way to convince me that this was going to not be the secondary title, but I thought they would have at least pretended. They would have tried. You thought they would try. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Quill said AJ's versus Rollins was one of the uh, few good things on the subpar show. Woo. Such a good match back and forth sequences. Uh, move counter for moves. Uh, very enjoyable match. Uh, on the block, they say Seth won the third world title. <laughs> oh, wow. Jimmy's the talk of the town now. Maybe maybe they thought that they couldn't top that. I don't know. Uh, the weekend of wrestling, if you took all the great things that happened, this was uh, all over the great shows. It was a great weekend, and there was a lot of stinkers that made individual shows lackluster. Night of Champions, C+. Woo! Conrad secretly hates the macho. No, I love macho, man. I was never a Hulk Hogan guy for the record as a kid. I definitely used to beat up the Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy all the time, but you had if you were a kid in the 80s you had hulk hogan stuff like there was no getting around it sure yeah dig it i see the lust in your eyes hogan uh-huh yeah hogan was wrong in that for the record hogan uh, was wrong. yeah 100 uh, as much even looking back at it now hogan was wrong the entire time bro <laughs> Hogan's always been the bad guy. We just never realized until the NWO. It took a leg drop on Macho Man and Too Sweet and Hall and Nash for us to finally realize it. Even he was plotting on Elizabeth Elizabeth from the start. Freaking red and yellow backstabber. Right. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Seth definitely deserves it. Uh, Conrad finally putting some respect on Seth Rollins' name. I told y'all I like Seth, though. I do. You complain a lot about Seth, bro. No. My see. We're getting back into this. It's the character work. It sucks. It sucks. I don't care what anybody. We're going to get into a lot of differences. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you before. Since when is sing-along a bad thing? It's not. Well, then what's your issue? What? Because, because let, me, let me say this. What's your issue? Dot, dot, dot. Because you have been making fun of this for months. How did we get there, Sean? But you've been Why are you dressing like this? Making fun of this for months. That has I've never said anything bad about that. I have said bad things about the character work. Oh. Why is he there? How oh. did we get there? It makes no sense. If someone draws me the timeline, okay, Seth was doing this, and then this happened, and then they led into this is how he became that. Nope, that's not what happens anymore. Just you're wrestling Omas. There we go. Oh, your, your character has changed. That's it. You're back to Riddick Moss. It's okay. <laughs> I want progression. Let it make sense. I don't care if it's bad. And then you're like, you know what? We're going to fix this. That's what I want to hear versus duct tape. Bow. Wow, this duct tape looks really cool, man. And then that's what happens. They're like, keep it. It's good. We, we did it. I just want them to show care for some of the characters. And I think he's high enough on the card that he deserves that care. 
I'm not saying you're wrong. We can agree to disagree, but let me let me tell you my counterpoint to that. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to mime something right quick. Does this make any sense? Fandango and Seth Rollins are not on the same level. That is not the point, bro. That is not the, and I knew you were going to say that. That is not the point. The point is sometimes things that don't make sense work. I Have you ever heard me say, the answer is no, by the way. Have you ever heard me say that I think that Seth Rollins' character makes sense? I never said it made sense. I said that it works. Okay. Let me tell you this. When they were doing that fandangling, we were dancing in the crowd. We weren't doing this. You know why? Because I can move. I can dance. Right. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I feel you on That's that. It should have been happening because right. he's dancing. This right. is because people can't dance. No, I feel, you on, that. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah. So that's weak, in my opinion. So that's why I'm like, mm, okay. whatever. But I was happy Fandango got over, though. I thought he deserved it. And his one of his first dancers came from the University of Buffalo. So shout there out to her. Know. Nice. Um, people are trying to draw parallels between this and MJF not main eventing. Not the same. It's not the debut of the AEW world title. This is the debut of this belt, and it's already a joke, basically. People are going in about Jimmy. He had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth. The character doesn't match the energy for Seth, Derek says. Uh, the issue is that his gimmick sucks. He just wears dumb outfits. That's the shtick. That's it. I. Some people don't like it. The character really doesn't make sense, though, for real. But it does sound like you hating Conrad. He puts on great matches. I just don't like the character work. I have a big issue with it. I understand where Conrad is coming from. I don't see it as hating. It, t- listen, potato, potato. We will all always argue and disagree over this. Seth's going to put on banger matches. I'm going to watch. That's where we are. Move. Let's move along. <laughs> CJ can definitely dance. Yo, chill, 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 Casey. Bro came to a party straight from work at Kinko's. I, was, I came from school that day. All right, knock it off. Tapping that foot in his polo. I, I get mad when I go to parties like for work and stuff and people aren't dancing. I'm like, there's music on. There is a DJ here for you. Dance. Gosh. Only person went out there and started dancing. Moving along quickly here to uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. Um, I will say this. Trish, when she came down to the ring and she had her little music, the... Oh, oh, it's time to rock and roll. Just memories of uh, Trish. If I heard the old school, the TNA song, the little womp, womp, memories, bro. Great memories of Trish Stratus. You never know what would happen during those old days. During that time, Trish was great. No complaints about <laughs> Mom, close the door. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know, I know. I love it, I love it. But Trish came out, though, uh, rocking out. And then Becky Lynch came out with the Kill Bill suit on. I love it. I always think that's great. Um, this match was really cool. Zoe Starks interferes and hits that, like, reverse GTS. I don't know what popped Becky's nose open, but that was another, like, great spot where she's bloody, she's mad, and Trish is just walking away smiling with her new friend. This feud continues on. I, I want to say that the blood was fake. I mean, it looked like she got her nose. Okay, so oh, she, But at the end of the day, I think it's a happy accident, as long as she's healthy, that is, because Trish was making a play on that broken nose during the promo on Raw. 
So it's ironic that it happened again. I have no problem with Zoe Stark. I have no problem with them trying to make a new star out of this situation. It's very similar to what, um, you know, what happened back in the day with Trish having, you know, Tyson Tomko. It's a different ball game, but you know, it was kind of by way of Christian. But I have no problem with them trying to make a new star. Um, you know, you have a little bit of sizzle to the stake of, you know, Starks being a athlete with no real storyline. Now, all of a sudden, she has one. So we can see where that goes. I think Trish did a great job. I think Becky Lynch did a great job. A little bit of a clunky ending, but it made sense to me. Right. Um, it was just all that flipping. It was weird. You know what I mean? Someone came from under the ring, flipped someone over, knocked them in the face. All of a sudden, they, you get up blood. It was a happy accident. Because Becky, Becky flamed Trish, I thought, in the promo last week. That was one of the better parts of Raw. Mm-hmm. was her promo, and she kind of said, like, man, I remember when you were down barking like a dog. I'm glad I didn't have to follow your path to get here. I was like, woo, eat. Yeah, they strong. were bringing it. They strong. were bringing it. Um, but I always remember Trish did crawl, though, so Becky could walk. There's a lot to this, and I like that. And I think there's going to be a big rematch coming up at one of the bigger shows here. Maybe, maybe a SummerSlam, I could see it. I mean, I would like to see that. I would like to see there be a big playoff. I want SummerSlam to reclaim its glory as the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, and I think a Becky Lynch versus Trish, even in a steel cage, would be a great addition. Right. Um, we had an Intercontinental Championship match, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. I love – listen, I'm a big Mustafa Ali fan. Um, I, I'm glad that he's getting a chance with this, like, positive Ali gimmick. They're trying to do something with him. But we all knew the result for this one, right? The honky-tonk man better be shaking in his boots. He better be shaking, rattling, and rolling. Because I think Gunther's coming for that uh, that record. Uh, but I don't see Gunther losing this championship. Yeah, 14 months is a long time. But I'll tell you one thing. Gunther is is worthy of it. And, and I'll tell you one thing. You can't have anything but respect for Mustafa Ali. He put on a tremendous show. Stupid. He put on a tremendous show, and he he did his home country. I don't know if it's his home country technically, but um, you know he put on in front of his his uh, I guess you could say his extended family a tremendous job. And now we can sit up here and we can look forward to what Gunther's going to do in the future. And I hope Mustafa Ali doesn't just fall by the wayside again. The same way I hope that um, Zelina Vega doesn't fall by the wayside after Puerto Rico. Ace, one of the great mods in the chat, put the date. September 7th is when he has to make it until. And you know what? I think that Ace, I think that's very, very possible. I'm, I'll am i make another bold prediction. You ready for an early one right now? Talk. Gunther will be the first man to beat Seth Rollins for that championship after he loses the Intercontinental title, I think. I, 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 just, I just hate the idea that somebody has to lose a title before they win another one. I, I hate it, man. I, just, I can't stand it. It's like you can still do title for title, and you can still have a tournament for the lesser title after the person who wins the heavyweight title gives it up. I don't understand this. Well, see, I guess – see, this comes from – so this is like EFED booking and stuff right now because I used to get into an argument with some of my friends about this. They who know who they are know who they are. They're watching this. Um there are two rules of thoughts. Does somebody have to give up one of their titles if they become a double champion? I'm against that. I think you should keep both and then lose it the right way versus like having a turn. Like then you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm too, I'm better than this. You know what I mean? That's how I always feel it comes off. I, I have no problem with the Seth Rollins thing. Um, United States and WWE. 
I also have no problem with the Ultimate Warrior. And that is rare. God rest his soul. I, you know, God rest his soul as a human being. But as a character, we all know I wasn't a big fan. But I had no problem. Well, let me, let me clarify because I want to get. I'm not going to get too deep into it. I had a big problem. Clarify. <laughs> I was good. I have a big problem with him beating Hogan because you know Hogan. Before I knew what Hogan was as a human being, I was a big fan. Um, but once he did beat Hogan, it made sense him giving up the IC belt. You cannot have him lose now, Gunther. Gunther is that guy now. You can have Gunther be the undefeated Intercontinental Champion, challenge Seth Rollins, win the title, and give up the Intercontinental belt. I have no problem with that at all. I have no problem with that. The same way I have no problem with Jade Cargill. Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, hold on I'm, here. I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to roll, man. I am ready to roll. I see a lot. Ali did really good in this match. Like I think that when he hit the 450, I I jumped a little bit. Like I was like, could he? And they got me for like two seconds. I was like, let me pop pop my brakes here for a second after he kicked out. I was like, no, this ain't going down. It's done. But um, listen, I thought Ali did well. Dustin, that's not nice. Right? Ultimate Warrior messed it up for everybody. What? Squash and honky tonk, man. No, no, no. I, is he, I, want to, I want to figure out what Guy's talking about. Is Guy talking about squashing Honky Tonk, or is he talking about the fact that Ultimate Warrior won the IC belt, held it, and then gave it up after he beat Hogan? Right. Uh, Casey comes in and says, bruh, if you never drop the belt, it cheapens the next champ because they never beat the old champ. Yeah, I, I felt that same way. Like, NXT did that a couple times, though. I'm not saying that's wrong, bro, but there's nothing. Come on, man. Like, you guys got to stop, you know, it's like you guys are in the box, man. Like, you got to think outside the box. I'm not saying it's wrong, what you're saying, Casey. I'm not saying that, okay, it, it's a, it's an idea that it's a good idea that you can have him defend both belts, okay? I have no I have no problem with it, but you shouldn't have a problem with it the other way either. On well, one side, you can have the lesser title still be defended and he can hold both titles. On the other side... If somebody has elevated themselves to outgrow that title, there is nothing wrong with having a tournament to just to do. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, was the new Intercontinental Champion after Warrior gave it up. Was Mr. Perfect a lesser Intercontinental Champion? Mr. Perfect ran circles around the Ultimate Warrior. You're not wrong for that, but can I can I tell you why I don't like it the oh, other gosh. way? So remember when Asuka was the champ and then she got called up and they kind of just let her go up undefeated? Do you know who suffered the most from that, from Asuka's reign of her doing that? Awesome. Ember Moon. Ember Moon, I felt, was always seen as less than because she never beat Asuka. And then when Asuka's finally gone, it's like, oh, now I won the belt. Care about me. And it was kind of like, uh, you didn't really beat the person you should have when you had an opportunity to. You didn't beat her. Can I counterpoint your counterpoint? Go ahead. Ember Moon wasn't that good. But what I'm saying is I felt she was stifled because of that. You're right. Let me start by giving you the credit you deserve. You're right. But it didn't help that Ember Moon wasn't that good. I I thought she was. I oh. give Ember Moon more credit than most. I think she could have been something. But when that, something like that happens, you're kind of just like, oh, la, 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 la. You know, you're just floating around here. McKinney says, I'd love to see mid-card champs vacate their belt for a world title shot, putting that on the line. See, like, option C works, I think, in TNA. I, or, excuse me, Impact Wrestling. When they, did, when they do option C, I like that. Because it's like you're giving up your title. You're like, I'm forfeiting my title for a chance at this. Let me let me get it. Or, okay. or, have, or have somebody. Or you know what? If you want to take it 
where you're taking it, Conrad, which is I'm too good for this title, which is what you don't want. Do it the way Paige did it. Do it the way William Regal did it with Paige. Paige, you're no longer on NXT. You're now the Raw Women's Champion, or at that time, the Divas Champion. We have to take this belt away because you're not contractually, you're not going to be able to fulfill the contractual obligations of both titles. Let's see here. That, does that um, make sense? Just work it, bro. Just work it. Dustin says, why does everyone think Gunther's going to beat Seth? Uh, because he showed in that Royal Rumble that he is one of the top people on your brand. He can <laughs> go. freaking stoppable right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're building him up for a reason. Uh, speaking of the Ultimate Warrior, check Messenger, bro. I am not on this show. You are not about to get me in trouble. I'm clicking it. <laughs> I'm clicking it. Definitely not appropriate, Derek. Uh, find and your will be in your check next week. Tired of this. Uh, Casey says, but what happens when the double champ loses the lesser belt? Your world champ just got pinned by someone in the mid-card, bruh. The never losing the title before moving up thing Wait, doesn't stop, work. stop, Conrad, stop. Um, I appreciate it, bro. Casey, a lot of respect for you. That would, that That whole comment is like an oxymoron. You just said, but then what happens? I'm going to read this real slow so I make sure I get it right. But then what happens when the double champ loses the lesser belt? Your world champ just got pinned by the mid card. But the never losing the title before moving up thing doesn't work. You can't, that doesn't make any sense. I'm saying the first part of your statement that the world champion should not lose the mid card title because it'll maintain the integrity of the world title. You're saying at the end though, never losing the title before moving up thing doesn't work. Totally disagree. One half of your comment agrees with me. The other, Conrad, am I misreading this comment? Um, Hold on. He says, what happens when you're the double champ uh, and you lose the lesser title? So I'm guessing you're, you're Shawn Michaels. You have the world title, the European title. You lose the European. Your world champ just got penned by someone in the mid card. Uh, now, now stop right there. Stop right there. That right there, that's my point that the world champion should not lose the mid-card belt. Now continue. Okay. The never losing the title before thing does, doesn't work. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm it, it, to me, it's all in the way it's done and how it's presented. Like I said, with Ember Moon and Asuka, I didn't like how it was done. With Paige, she came up. She surprised. She got a win. William Regal basically put it like, listen, contractually, I have to, I can't, you won't be able to be here in Florida all the time when I need you every week because you're going to be on the road with WWE. So I need my championship back. I get it. Triple H penned HBK. That was like the finger poke of doom, though. Yeah. And they got away with it because it was on Raw at the time on like a Christmas special. Final note on this, Conrad, because we have a lot to cover. To yeah. me, you have two titles. One's the world title. You are the world champion. Let's just make it so that you, you know, air quotes. You cannot make make sure that you hold on to both titles because you can't fulfill all the obligations of both titles. We must strip you of the lesser title. That way the title doesn't lose its integrity and the next champion doesn't lose credibility. Right. Uh, hold on. Case said, my comment doesn't agree with you. I'm saying that uh, what you want doesn't work because if guy A is the IC champ and wins the world belt, he eventually needs to drop the IC belt. No. I did, Well, I, we disagree. We disagree. I think losing the IC belt would mean that you lost. You, you should have lost the world belt because at the end of the like, at the end of the day, you lost. I didn't like just to give it, give it some perspective. 
I hated the fact that Seth Rollins lost the United States title to John Cena and then successfully retained the world title against Sting. That was so stupid. That made no sense to me. None. So when he does, your world champ just lost to the mid-card champ. It's it's a wrestling philosophy thing, too. I guess it is. It's it's like jumping off the top rope. Bill Watts don't agree with it, and I wouldn't agree with Bill Watts. I'm like, that's dumb, Bill Watts. Absolutely. We're going to have concrete on the floor so it's real. Like, that's dumb, too, Bill Watts. Right. Show some protection for people. Um, Asuka. Asuka was able to win the Raw Women's Championship from Bianca Belair. I thought they did a little crafty way of getting around it, though, with the whole – she kept trying to miss her, but Bianca knew it was coming. So then she just said, okay, puts her hands in her mouth and spits on her hands, gets the mist on her finger. So then when Bianca goes for a finisher, rubs it in her eyes anyway, gets caught, boom, kick, done, one, two, three. Asuka wins the Raw Women's Championship. It seems like they were waiting for the moment to get the belt back on the Raw because how long were you going to continue with both of your champions on SmackDown? <laughs> or uh, or excuse me, it was opposite, right? Rhea Ripley was on. Rhea Ripley's still on Raw with the SmackDown belt. Oh, I forget. None of this matters, by the way. <laughs> None of this matters. Just get a visitor's pass like Paul Heyman did. It's all good. It's all good. Um, that was fine. Rhea Ripley dominated Natalia. I swear to you, somebody said, Blinky, you missed it. I got up to get a drink, I think, and I came back and I just heard Rhea Ripley's music. And I was like, yo, 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 what was that? Exactly. What happened? I was getting ready for a birthday party. And I was like, what is going on? Well, Rhea's just, Rhea just being set up to be just this dominant, you know, this dominant champion that's going to run through probably be Becky Lynch or maybe even Charlotte Flair when the time is right. Well, she already beat Charlotte Flair, but Becky Lynch specifically. <laughs> um, let's see here. Going into Cody and Brock. Um, that was the next matchup. God help me. Bro, I did not like this story of Cody has a broken arm. He goes in. It's him versus Brock. Brock would not struggle this much if your arm was broken with a Kimura lock locked in oh, and he's a UFC God. fighter. I get, but at the same token, let me say this. I do understand why they do what they have to do. If Brock's going to wrestle the same match with like the same moves that he likes to do, someone's going to have to power out of these moves to look powerful. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, so you're, you're, you're in a double edged sword here with that, with Cody getting to the ropes and everything. But Cody got dominated. F5, one, two, three. Lesnar beats him. Lesnar needed a win, period. He's been kind of starving for a win. He beat Omos, but I'm saying he needed a big person to beat again. You know, a lot of these payoff matches, I mean, I'm thinking trilogy for these three, these two guys. I'm thinking, you know, whatever. It seems like they're trying to set money in the bank up to be a huge pay-per-view. Yeah, they're, well, it's in London. That's what they... I'm saying money in the bank as compared to, like, SummerSlam. Yeah, no, I think Money in the Bank, to me, if you ask me, like, remember how King of the Ring was, like, the other big five? I think Money in the Bank's that new King of the Ring. Gotcha. gotcha. To me, at least. Um, Noob coming down. Let me, I got to read Noob because he's a big Asuka fan. Crafty strategy by Asuka because I get really tired of the Asuka. <laughs> I hate using this term. Asuka Marks complaining about Asuka deserves better or justice for Asuka. I am one of those people, though, that I think Asuka could be presented way better than she is. Asuka, I think she's valuable and they see value in her, but she's not put at a level where I think she's treated well enough. It's, I think you're 100% right. Uh, and I and I will stand by that. But Asuka being the champ, I'm happy for her. I wish they would have did it the first time, but neither here nor there. And, and for the record, I'm, I'm a huge Bianca fan. Everybody knows that. 
I have zero problem with Oscar winning. As long as it makes sense, I'm fine. Yo, we've never said anything about Bianca like not keeping the title or losing it to somebody. Yeah, That's never, never been our issue. Never. The, the issue's been the disrespectful language yes. used about Bianca, yes. where it's like, all right, bro, what's your issue here? Exactly. And you know, there's some people I can call out, not in this chat, but there's some people on TikTok. I'll put it like that. There's some people on TikTok that need to shut their mouths and have some respect. Right. Um, Matt Lopez is one of Brock's better matches. Bianca Belair and Oscar are both phenomenal, Quill says. Above average, the finish was disgraceful, but I understand Bianca losing the title due to uh, losing momentum, and congrats to Asuka, but not this way. Not I love the comment. I love the, I love the uh, comment, Quills. I'll say it's a good thing only because Bianca doesn't lose credibility because she didn't lose clean. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're trying to keep it, right? Uh, the more I hear the review, the more I want to take away my C-plus to start deducting points. Aha, I hear you, sir. <laughs> uh, Derek says, but I promise you, if Charlotte comes back and beats Rhea again, I will flip stuff. Me too, brother. I don't. I I think they're gonna have Charlotte and Bianca have a match coming up. I don't know how they're gonna get to it, but they'll find a way. Um, Charlotte's gonna come back and beat whoever she wants for the title. It's getting ridiculous at this point. Oscar was long overdue for a championship run, and I wonder where Bianca goes from here. They, like I said, I still think they have options with Bianca and others. Let's get into the Roman Reigns thing again. Oh, like I, Roman Reigns, tag titles on the line. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus defending against Roman and Solo. They had a match, yada, yada, yada. The Usos come out and interfere. I missed part of this because as I was walking into the birthday party, this is what was going down. Like it was at the finish, and I had to like start registering for the party we were at and what we had to do. And I was like, dang it, I missed all this. And my my wife actually messaged me and said, oh, my goodness, the ending of this tag match and just was laughing and stuff. So what did you think of it, Sean? People are pe- – listen, I've been disappointed with this since WrestleMania, but people are still feeling this. It had 10 million views, I think, on uh, YouTube after. Um. We all know how I feel about Jay Uso. Jay Uso. No, I'm not mixing them up. I'm talking about Jay for the moment. I think the momentum was at its all time. I'm not going to go on another rant about this. I'll just keep it real brief. The momentum in January and February was there for something that would have been groundbreaking. Now you have something that's not bad, right? Not bad. And I love Jimmy just like I, I think the Usos are amazing, and I think they'd be most amazing as singles guys too. Um, it was nice to see, you know, it was cool. Um, I, I think that Jimmy, you know, stepping up the way Jimmy, the way Jay should have stepped up, was cool. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't um, earth shifting as I believe that Jay turning on Roman back in February would have been. Um, but it was good. It was really good. And we'll see what happens. I'm just concerned about one thing and one thing only. And I pray, and I'm, and I'm being chat. I'm being very serious, brother Conrad. I'm being very serious. I pray to God. And this and I'm talking about something that is a a pre-scripted non-sporting event that we all love and appreciate. I pray that Jay doesn't turn on Jimmy. Because that's what it looks like to me, that Jay's going to be conflicted and then Jay's going to choose Roman over Jimmy. And honestly, that would make me sick. 
We all have seen Kane versus The Undertaker. We've all seen figurative brothers like Diesel and Sean. But Jimmy and Jay are amazing together, and they can be singles competitors and still be together. If Jay decides that Roman is the way to go, I might be done with – and, I'm Connor, I'm looking you dead in your face, bro. I might be done with WWE. I, 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 I look, look in my eyes, bro. I am dead serious because that would be just like now you're just screwing with the fans now at this point. Now you're just making it bad for no reason. Jimmy turns on his twin brother. At this point, it would be like – so all I'm going to say is this. It would have been monumental in February. It was good on Saturday. I just hope they just continue on this track of it being good because if Jay turns on Jimmy, bro, look at me. I'm done. And I'm I have I have a different I'm theory. I'm talking on about I will delete, I will end my subscription and I will not watch WWE programming anymore. Clash of the Podcast Impact Wrestling is here, folks. Because <laughs> at this, at that point, at that point, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, chat, tell me if you feel me or not. If they have Jimmy turn on Jay, or Jay, excuse me, Jay turn on Jimmy, it's like now you're just going out of Conrad. Feel me on this. Now you're just going out of your way to do stupid crap. They may have dropped the ball, Conrad. They may have dropped the ball. In February, when they had a freaking layup with Jay Uso, but if you have Jay Uso turn on Jimmy, now you're just actively going out of your way to do stupid stuff. Stuff. So that's where I'm at with it. I have tell a different. Tell me, I'm overreacting. Yes. Okay. Yes, you're you're overreacting. Okay. Um, I don't think this is going to go down that way. I had because listen at the end of the day, let's use our WWE prowess that we have here. We've been watching this for a long, 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 long time. WWE can waste some time to waste some time, and I think that's what we're doing right now. We're on a story where they waste some time. I personally think that what's going to happen is the Usos are going to look like, Yo, we're out, we're leaving you. And I think Cody's going to end up getting a title shot between now and before the Rumble. Oh, right. okay. Cody's going to be in it. And you're going to be like, oh, Cody could do it, even if he wins money in the bank and cashes it in. Cody's going to do it. Cody's going to do it. So, oh, so super gang. Ah. And I'm like, this is all a waste of time. You're going to go back. I get it, storytelling, and people are going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're telling a story in all of this. It still could be viewed as you're wasting time. When it comes to this, and that's what they're going to end up doing. That's how I view it. I think the Usos are going to end up back with Roman, and he's going to—you think he's losing power, and then he's more powerful than ever. Got you. That's how I think it's going to go down. Well, I'll say this in response to that, okay? Um, And Conrad knows me on a personal level. Chat, you guys are getting to know me. You guys can tell I'm dead serious right now. Um, This is not any kind of promo. This is not me being funny. I'm being dead serious. Because even though we all know that this is predetermined and scripted, they still should be trying to put out a good product. Am I right or am I wrong? No, absolutely. So for me, if you have Jimmy and Jay realign themselves with Roman Reigns, I'll I'll back off of my I'll never watch WWE again, uh, you know, proclamation. 
that would suck. I mean, don't get me wrong, that would suck. But if Jay turns on Jimmy, that's that's just next level. You're trying to screw up the product and make everyone angry. Does that make any sense to you, bro? No, but this is WWE in 2023. It's it's uh it's different, man. I, Conrad, I don't know. Conrad, I'm not yelling at you because it's you. I'm yelling at you because this is you're you're being my 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 therapist right now. That makes no sense, bro. I know. on Jimmy makes no freaking sense. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. Chat, the t- chat. I don't ask you to do this often. I need you to give me a yes or a no about whether I'm right or if I'm right. If you think I'm right, say yes. If you think I'm wrong, say no. Jay turning on Jimmy is stupid. AF. You know what AF stands for, and I don't cuss. Jay turning on Jimmy is stupid AF. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm done. Because I'm serious, bro. It's like now they're just going out of the way. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm speculating because I know that Jay is quote-unquote torn right now about what's going on. So there is a possibility he turns on his bro. I'm going to leave it. I'm going <laughs> to leave it alone, bro. I'm going to leave it alone. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna go to listen. If I haven't shown your comment, I'm gonna. I know, like I put up quills and a bunch of other people's stuff. Hold on, I'm gonna go start with Derek and then I'll go down. Uh, I like to turn for Jimmy. I say this because Jay was the one who saw how Roman was and then became brainwashed by uh, Jimmy. But then Jimmy saw what was real. Uh, BJ said had to hop out for a few. I'll go back into the discussion, but I just want to say Oscar Bianca match is underrated. That finish was ingenious. Guy will gamble just said terrible. I think it's Charles Barkley voice. Terrible. Jacob and Lance coming in the wreck shot. Rob wants to expand the bloodline. With Jacob fought too, and Lance and Noi. Uh, not a full turn, but Jay being torn between the chief and his brother could work. And the solo turns on everyone because he's tired of the disrespect to the family legacy. I don't know if the thumbs up is for solo. You like how I you like how I put that in there? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh the Usos uh ain't going back after Roman said there's no more bloodline. Jay turning on Jimmy is a bad idea. You know what that means. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> Sean, you're right. Sean, you're 100% right, bro. So right. I agree with Sean. That would be the worst turn of that story. I don't think they're doing it. I really think that they're going to have the Uso split for a little bit, and then they're going to turn, and that it was all part of the plan. Okay. Okay. To make it look like, oh, you thought you had the bloodline. The same is going to be like, I-, I thought we had them. Yeah. We don't have them. We- ah. This is they're leading up into all of this. All right, we'll see what happens tonight we'll on Monday what, night. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Thank you, Conrad, for bringing me down because you know, like this this Uso storyline has been bothering me for six months. Listen, this is all they got to hang their hat on, yeah. and that's what I'm talking. That's why I'm annoyed with this company. There are other people here, and I feel like there's just one story. We talk. This is the same thing as the CM Punk thing for me. Mm-hmm. We talk about the same two things every week. One of these topics is the hot topic: Roman Reigns and his storyline with the Bloodline, CM Punk and the drama, or yeah. we're previewing some shows. This has to chill. We gotta chill. Give us some more topics to talk about. I want to be talking about Ray and Dominic again, but we're not there right now with Dominic. He's kind of floating again. Yeah. We, we we want to talk about some of these other things. So I want WWE to step it up. I want AEW to step it up. Give us some different things to talk about here within uh, a lot of people 
And I think AEW has a lot to talk about, especially after their pay-per-view, double or nothing. Uh, let's put a little bow on this and uh, talk about a couple of these things from the uh, show from last night. Um, Sean, what do you want to talk about from this show? What are you feeling? We did a full review. Check it out uh, in the archives on oh, everything. Let me, let, me, no, no, let me cut you off. I'm going to do that justice. Go to the – well, you're here at the EPW channel. Make sure you check out uh, Conrad and Derek's very thorough review of Double or Nothing. It was excellent. I just wanted to say that. Let me let me do that. Let me do that plug for you because you deserve it. Um, let's get the good stuff out of the way. I thought that House of Black and and um and their and their trios match was good. I thought that Wardlow surprised me and had a really good match with Christian, even though Christian's turtle that made me mad. Um, Tactical neck. <laughs> um, but there's so much stuff. Yeah, let's let's get into it because there's so many bad things about this show. I'm disappointed. Do you, do you want to go through each match? Or... Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. All right, we're gonna we're gonna run the gambit on this one here. Yeah. yeah. Um, buy-in. We had the Hardys and Hook defeating Ethan Page and the Guns. Ethan Page now works for Matt Hardy. I don't know if there was a time limit attached to this, but he now works for Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy has his contract. Uh, the topic of this match was really: Is Jeff Hardy washed? That was kind of the big deal here. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard. I mean, he you can see just by that. Pull that back up for me, brother. You can see Jeff Hardy just looks tired and more. That's not playing around. Jeff Hardy looks injured or meaning hurt, tired. Um, thank you, Conrad. Um, washed, maybe. He's not what he once was. But then again, none of us are, right? He's, he's pushing 45, 42. I don't know how old he is, but he's older. He's older now, so... I mean, we all saw the, the the bump that he took. That was a mistake. I mean, we all make mistakes, right? That's all I'm saying. Jeff Hardy's the man. Like, let's be nice. Conrad was going going in on Jeff Hardy last night, and I'm like, bruh, like, show some respect. I had to yell at Casey in the chat because when you slip up when you're talking, never be a commentator. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. You will you will mess up something and someone will catch it. Shut up, Casey. So anyway, in the um in in the matchup here, I think Jeff did here's the thing, Sean. I'm disappointed in him with that last uh that last arrest he got. Okay. I think that's part of it. The personal stuff does affect how people view you as a wrestler. And I thought when he got that, I'm like, you're out of you're out of chances with me. How many times have you been trusted to do the right thing and you've done the wrong thing? And it's disappointing. And I know people are like chance after chance after chance. And do I want Jeff to get better? Yes. But that might mean not being in a wrestling ring anymore, Jeff. Maybe it's spacing out your matches fully. Right. Okay. I just don't know. And listen, I love Matt Hardy's one of my favorite wrestlers. And this is a true thing with me. I love version one. Nah. Like, I loved Matt Hardy when he first did all that, and he was rolling solo. Um, but it might be – I feel like Matt got screwed at every twist and turn in his AEW run. He debuts, pandemic. He he goes out there. He gets his brother in. His brother messes up. He's in, he Now he's stuck on Dark for a while trying to figure out stories to get back. It, it's just nothing has been working for him. And I feel bad, but – does this Hardy Boys tag title run need to happen? I feel like they've been trying to build to this and that they want them to have this. 
Oh man, I mean, when the Hardys are good, they're really good, and I believe they can still pull that 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 rabbit out of the hat every once in a while. Um, it's just unfortunate because you know we all know Jeff's situation. You know, we all wish him well. Um, I'm not gonna say he wasn't sober last night. You know, he he's not about he was fine. He just is old, right? But I still believe he can pull that rabbit out of the hat. So. To answer your question, I wouldn't have a problem with another tag title run, a short tag title run, maybe a retirement tag title run, right? I, I could see FTR saying, like, you know what, let's drop them to them and let them get it. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it's for a short while, FTR has enough respect for the Hardys to do it, but I just wonder, should they do it, you know? Should you give it to them? I think, you- I think the Hardys have earned it, and that might be a sore subject for some people considering how many times um, that Jeff has messed up, but... You know, I just think Jeff has a problem that he's working on, and that, I'm not making excuses. But I just think that he's not one of these egregious, out-of-whack people that just doesn't deserve um, opportunity to go out in a good way. I think you could let the light shine on him one, one more time and let him go out on top. Well, on, on top meaning, like, as a world tag team champion and lose the title back and walk away. Uh, Casey is not a fan oh, wow. of uh, Jeff Hardy, as we can see here. Um like I said, I always preferred Matt. <laughs> Matt Lopez reminded me of my botchamania. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Casey, thank you for correcting the uh, the incorrect language I used before. Uh, he's only good at jumping off of high things. Matt's always been the better wrestler. Jeff cannot wrestle. They don't deserve those belts. Um, a, I, I'm a huge fan of Matt, so you're not going to get any argument with me out of that. I, I think, I think hey, what Casey's hey, saying all is... All Jeff can do is jump off of high things. That's... Uh, Jeff, I mean, Jeff is solid. He's he he's not as technically sound as Matt. No question about that. But he, he's solid. I don't I don't mind Jeff, but I always thought Matt was the more talented of the two. If you ask me, but that could be my bias that I'm more of a Matt Hardy fan. Always have been. Like when he got the European title run when he was in the Hardy Boys, I was happy for that. Even like true. Um, does anybody want to see Hardys beat FTR? Can they make it believable and into a good match? I think if you let Dex. I think they could. I think the FTR could put together something to make it look good. The question is, does FTR need to drop the belts to them? There's a lot of good teams in the tag division too. You know what I mean? You're putting the Hardys on there, but I think a lot of people have respect for the Hardys, and they're going to probably say yes to this. You know what I mean? There's a lot of circumstances at play with this. We'll see what happens with this. Right. Uh, Tokyo said the Hardys passed their prime. Uh, they should probably retire. I think is what he's trying to say here. No argument there. Um. Can't wait to hear Sean crap on Sabu. Uh, um, All right, so check this out, though. No, go back, bro. Go back. Go back. So how am I capping? So here, so here's the thing. So I'm capping on Jeff. I'm lying on Jeff Hardy. I'm li- lying for Jeff Hardy, right? So I said Jeff Hardy's a Hall of Famer. I said Jeff Hardy deserves an opportunity to go out in a blaze of glory. I said Jeff Hardy has a problem, but I believe it's a problem that he can't control in spurts and that we should pray for him and hope that he gets better. And I said that Matt Hardy's a better technical wrestler. Where's the cap? Dustin says nobody wants to see the Hardys beat FTR. Nobody. Uh, retirement match at Wembley, Hardys versus FTR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, people that were talking about bringing it. That wouldn't bother me at all, McKinney. I think that's what I did. People were talking about bringing Edge in. If you bring Edge in, you have the opportunity also to put them in the ring with the Dudleys one more time. I know I don't think Tony's the biggest Bully Ray fan. Me talking here, I don't think Tony is a big fan of his. But for a one-time match, for all of them to go out together, you could do it if you wanted to, or you could have him put over another team. 
one team that they all choose, like this is the team we want to put over. It depends with it. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Battle Royal was good. We'll, we'll get into the Battle Royal here in one second. Um, the Jeff Hardy stuff, some of it's getting personal here in the chat. Yeah, um, Matt was always in-ring talent. Jeff was the charisma. Uh, I always thought Jeff was a more spectacular wrestler. If he's not doing those crazy spots, I don't know what else he's got at this point. I mean, I think that was Casey's point, though, saying he never had anything else but those spots. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he never had anything else. But I don't think he. I don't think it's facts that he never had anything else. But guy, I feel you. That was what he's known for, and there's no argument. He's a daredevil. Like Mick Foley was known to be a daredevil too. Shane McMahon. Yeah, some people. That's what they're. Oh come on, bro! Like he's a hall of fame. He's a hall of famer, right? So let's just leave it at that. Like it's whatever, bro. Like we, I, I do, I do stand upon though that Jeff, Jeff should have done sudden, more. Not, not to cut you, bro, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Jeff Hardy sucks. How do we well, get? To, how do we get to Jeff Hardy sucks? I mean the, bro. Like I mean, have some respect. Jeff Hardy sucks. Jeff Hardy's that's that's ridiculous. He's done. He's done. Listen, a lot of his things come from doing crazy things. I mean, if you're asking like crazy Jeff Hardy matches that were good, he's had some. I think he's had a couple good matches. Have you ever heard me say that I think that Jeff Hardy is a technical genius in the ring? <laughs> the the technical wizard Kevin Nash and Jeff Hardy. I, I just want to make sure. That, okay, but is Jeff Hardy a Hall of Famer? Yes. I mean, the, but see, Guy Will Gamble said the Jeff Hardy slander is a bit wild, but I understand some people though if they're I'll affected you know, by. You, and, and, and you know, I got mad love for you, bro. How the heck can you agree with Jeff Hardy sucks? Like Jeff Hardy sucks? That's a strong statement, bro. Jeff Hardy is trash is essentially what's being said right now. Jeff Hardy is trash? 20 years in the business? 20, 20, endless, I don't care if he's jumping off of cages or not. He put his career, his life on the line for us for 20 years. And Jeff Hardy, because he's not Brett the Hitman Hart, he sucks. Well, I think some people are. I think it's being pissed at his. Wait, I'm just saying though. Some people are pissed at his actions though. The actions that he's done have pissed off a lot of people. Even veterans of wrestling, I heard talk about it. They're like, "Yo, Jeff Hardy is. He let me. He's gotten a lot of chances that you know what you mean. If we made these same mistakes, we wouldn't get them. Money, money can buy you opportunities. I'll say that. That he didn't have to serve any jail time, anything. Yo, Casey, show up. some respect, my G. Show some respect. We're not gonna, you're not gonna cuss at me on my show, bro. Show some respect. We can agree to disagree. Don't cuss at me on my show. Straight up. We can agree to disagree. You say Jeff Hardy sucks. I'm sure you're in my minority with that comment. Okay, but you're not gonna cuss at me on my show. Show some respect. Straight up. Uh, let's see here. Nikki Bella over Brie Bella is a better wrestler. <laughs> that was random. Um, let's move on because agree to disagree. People like Jeff, some don't. That's uh, we'll, we'll see what they're gonna do with the Hardy Boys here. Um, Swerve, Swerve, and Orange Cassidy final two in that battle royal. I like the battle. I thought the battle royal finish was clever. I thought it was really good. You had Penta, Big Big Bill, uh, Swerve, and Orange Cassidy doing their thing here. Yeah, I mean, it was a good. I mean, I you know I you know I I, I like the the international champion very much. You know that. 
Nah, or dude, Orange was really good here. I thought that he uh did it. Facts, facts. Some some people think he's been booked very hard. I I will agree. We talked about this. Like Orange Cassidy's been kicking out of like pipe shot to the head too. <laughs> all right now, something's got to put this guy down. But Orange's story's been he's getting beat up doing all these defenses. He's defended the championship like like a madman. Anybody who wants a shot, okay, let's do it. It's like they're really building this kid up. Like like I, I say, kid respectfully, they're building this man up. Like for real, for real. People are saying, now I want Orange versus Swerve. Remember, Battle Royals usually serve the purpose, if you're following like a Pat Patterson type of philosophy, to tell stories within. They told the story with Swerve and Keith Lee. You also told the story of Big Bill being a monster, someone that you need to be on the lookout for. Uh, They put the Lucha Bros in there, always a threat to add some spice into these things. You had uh, the storyline with, uh, did I mention Jay White in them already? Jay White, Bullet Club Gold, and Ricky Starks. Stories were being told within there. Even with, like, the Butcher and Blade in their feud and stuff, they had people in there kind of just beefing over everything. I, I thought what they were going to do, um, yeah, I, I I thought this was good. I thought it was well done. Good for Orange Cassidy. Gets the dub. I don't think we're getting Orange and Swerve in the long run. Uh, it wouldn't, think, I, would, I wouldn't hate it, though. Yeah, someone said, y'all think Orange Cassidy's trash too or not? Nah. I like Orange. I can see why right. some people don't what, like it. I see what Gamble did there. Gamble was being funny. Yeah, but... I, <laughs> I like that. Listen, but it's a stylistic philosophy choice, though. If you don't like the funny ha-ha in wrestling, you're not going to play the Orange Cassidy stuff. You're going to be like, you're making me look bad, bro, doing this. Like, I, w- I would drop you if you were doing these kicks to me. And people have to play along with it because if you don't, then his gimmick doesn't work. It's weird, you know? It's a it's a double edged sword with it. I like it personally. I would I would be able to uh, work with that. I think. Um, let's see. We're jumping through. Derek's a great ending for that one. Um, boom, boom, boom. Quills. Orange Cassie Swerve Strickland title match needs to happen now. I wouldn't be surprised if Swerve pulls his usual heel tactics to to snake the belt away. I don't I don't know. I don't see them doing that just yet with them. Orange and Swerve are the rock and awesome of AEW for the Ooh, world title. Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. I like the energy. I like the energy. That's a big statement. OC in his post interview said he was setting up for more, or excuse me, was up for more challenges, but now sounding like begrudgingly about them. The battle royal was okay. The ending with OC and Swerve was the best part of this, but I agree there were a lot of stories being told in the ring. Orange Cassidy is WCW Goldberg in 98. Who's bringing the stun gun? Mm. Here is my most disappointing match of the night. Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. I did not like this match. Um, hindsight being 2020, knowing the match we're getting on Wednesday. I think that would have been a better choice for this show if you would have well, did okay, Jericho. Exactly. Well, well exactly, bro. Exactly. But because you were too gimmick matched out in this uh, with it, and you had two matches that were like unsanctioned, mm-hmm. yeah, and it just didn't it didn't help that you did what you did in this one. And then Cole winning the match by just hammer fisting Jericho, and the ref stopped it. Does it? I, I didn't like it. I did not like it. It didn't make sense to me at all what they ended up uh, doing here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was up with that. I, I got nothing. I'm deterring to you. Look, you have two of the greatest, uh, in the, one of the greatest in the world today. 
another that's one of the greatest of all time. Um, in a personal issue, right? All matches that have personal issues have a little bit more fire to them. Um, as McKinney puts up a fire emoji. <laughs> um, the trash can. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm just putting a positive spin on that. But um, terrible ending. Terrible ending. Without question, a knockout win on punches to the face by Adam Cole when they could have ended it with the boom or could have ended it with the Panama City Sunrise. That's just a poor decision. That's all. Matt Lopez brings up something interesting here that I know some people you can use. The crowd was not the excuse for this match. It was definitely how it was set up. But the crowd, I thought, was not into it as much. Not at all. Not at all. It didn't feel like a, a traditional AEW crowd. But I don't understand how people aren't buying tickets to AEW now. Like, what has turned people away from AEW? Um, It's not new anymore, which is when the real work begins. You know what I'm saying? When something is new, everybody wants it. You know what I'm saying? XFL blew the doors off of their ratings back in, I'm talking about the old XFL. In 2001, if you guys look it up or watch the documentary on ESPN, XFL blew the doors off the ratings the first week. Everybody in the world watched. It was a massive success for one week. Now, we're talking about a much broader scale. AEW's been good for about three years. But now it's like, now this is where the hard work begins. Chat, fill me or not, let me know. You have to dig in now. When you're, when they know who you are, when we know that we've been watching you on Wednesday nights for the past three or four years, now you have to give us something that makes us continue to watch. I think also with them, you have – so the ratings I don't mind because I still think the television ratings are going down constantly mm-hmm. for, for all these shows. I think with AEW for uh, these, like – the you, what you're saying is kind of true. The newness has worn off, and you're kind of at this point of like, okay, well, what do you do now in these situations? Uh-huh. I think Tony's going to have to book tighter, book better, and he's just going to have to be on top of everything and trying to make people care. Catching those little things, like I said, maybe if I flip flop these matches, that'll work better for the show because then he could have got Soraya and Britt on the show. They're in a tag match, but it would have worked. And it would have been something different. And Jericho doesn't have to do as much work. Cole's in there. And you can still set up Cole uh, getting towards the number one contendership, which is what I think they're leading to, kind of. That's just me guessing. Um, Quill said Jericho and Cole had a real bad finish, although Cole won the match, which is good. How he won didn't make any sense. Why didn't Cole just pen Jericho after the second lower the boom with the chain? Quill, Quill, speak in my language, Quill. I just... Like just a and you know what an avoidable mistake too. Just pin him. Why is he not winning by pinfall? I don't understand this. Facts. Uh, FTR retained the tag titles over Team TNA. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Thank God. You knew Dude, Jeff Jarrett and them haven't won a match yet. Really, like a big stakes. <laughs> right. They did the one tease against the Acclaim, which I thought was great, where they, like, pushed the foot off the road. We didn't cheat. Oh, no, I caught you with the ref who just happened to be down there. Great. And then they, they've always had beef with Aubrey since then. Aubrey got clobbered with a guitar by Karen Jarrett. Um, she definitely needs to be banned from ringside in all future AEW events for that. They were going buck wild in this match, but FTR found a way to get the dub. I'm not mad. A clunker, but not the worst ever. I thought it was like an old school tag match. The foolish, like. You know what? It wasn't as – I guess this is the best I can do. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. 
it felt like a tag match you would get with like the Rougeaus and the Bushwhackers, kind of like the atomic drop into each other. The, then you throw the good guys into each other, and they're like, do see do no, like that stuff works. Like, I like it to me. You need some of that stuff in uh pro wrestling. Um, Jeff Jarrett is still in contention for rookie of the year. Someone said, I, I love like that. I like that. I'm lazy. very funny. I like that. I love Team TNA and AEW. It was so good. McKinney mm-hmm. said, you're absolutely – hold on. You're absolutely right, Sean. The newness is gone, and people are asking themselves, why should I continue going to the show? Is there anything else going on where I can miss the event, Vegas? Wow. see? There you go. I think they should definitely switch up. I know Tony likes some of the things like the tradition of we always go to Vegas. It's a destination place. If people's money ain't right, they're not going to Vegas. And when you're putting on six shows now, maybe that's too many. I'm looking forward to the shows I'm going to instead. So this show is kind of like back burner of my mind. I'm looking forward to All In. I want to see what you do for that and what are you going to do for All Out. And I'm curious, what are you going to do for Forbidden Door? Because I'm going to the show. It's more local to me. That's what I think hurt this show. I want to touch on that great point you just made, Conrad, which is this. And big shout out to McKinney. Appreciate you. Um, and Gamble said something funny earlier. Appreciate you. For me, when you have the amazing anticipation of all in, Conrad, double or nothing now becomes a precursor, right? Um, and everything until at the end of August becomes a precursor. That means you have to work even harder, bro. Even harder. And I'm going to say something that everybody may not agree with. Chat, let me know if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Conrad, you too. I don't think Anarchy in the Arena or Four Pillars, great two great matches, the best matches of the night. But I don't think Anarchy in the Arena and a Four Pillars match is enough to make me want to go out of my way to watch this pay-per-view when All In is on the horizon. Does that make any sense to you? No, I agree with that. I think that was part of the issue. And it goes into, like, having believable challenges for the belts. Do you have enough people you want to put new people in? You, you talk about you're all better than CM Punk, but then you ain't bringing the ratings like him. I mean, now right. we're looking at it like, well, uh, you guys should chill out with that talk maybe. Absolutely. Um, I, and, and that goes for people like – but here's the issue. You got to book people like Kenny Omega against this dude then. Mm-hmm. You, we, we'll get into the pillar stuff and all that in a second. I want to go back to McKinney's point with the overall point. Yes, sir. You guys talk about AEW. AEW needs your support 10 times more than WWE does. WWE is making money to quote someone that I love that dropped pipe bombs to spite themselves. They make more money doing those sweet Saudi shows than they've made at all the WrestleManias combined. Mm. Dudes are making money hand over fist. If you let AEW go away, get ready for Raw 2016 again and Raw in 2017. That's what you're going to set yourself up for. I'm being honest. What what Vince McMahon has a contract until he's gone. It's over. That's a fact, Jack. He ain't going nowhere when this new company starts. Till death, it says on the contract. This dude is going to be getting his aid until while he's around. It's a sad fact. It's a reality. They I, signed the contract. That's what they wanted to do. Conrad, All right. I think your assessment is, is accurate and educated. So, but I'm saying don't cry one day if AEW is gone. Like when WCW was gone, I was like, hey, WCW is gone. I'm a WWF fan, blah, blah, blah. But then it, it was cool. Oh, two. But once it got to like, oh, five, I was like, I made a mistake. Exactly. You're talking right I miss competition. There's no one showing up on the other shows. We're just stuck with one thing. 
I think that's where people get into uh, some big mistakes. BJ said the tag match was in my top three matches of the night. Mm. Okay. Uh, I just love Jeff Jarrett's hit and slap nuts with the stroke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. FTI retaining the tag titles was the right call here. Yes, absolutely, Quills. Um, FTI right choice to retain. Jeff Jarrett is champion 2023. Um, no, please. Conrad and Hubbard's fitting today. No, I'm just letting people know because you'll be sad one day when it's not there. We yeah, talked I, about appreciate, I appreciate you, Gamble. And, and Quills is, is talking some truth, too. Let's talk about Wardlow here and uh, his, his ladder match. Amazing, crazy spot right here for him. Crazy spot. I had some funny pictures for Arn Anderson in this, but I will choose not to put them up for uh, Double A. <laughs> Arn Anderson bit the finger of, of Luchasaurus. It was one of the funniest things of the night. Arn's laying there with the fake blood dripping. Oh my goodness! It was just your sense of humor is you. You like some. There's some funny stuff that you enjoy. Like you think some stuff is funny, bro. Yo, dude, it was so bad. It was, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, "What is this?" And then he's laying there, like, "Go ahead, Swan Tommy, bro. My finger's bleeding. Like that's what I'm supposed to think is happening here." Um, Christian taking the L. Christian did everything in his power that I thought was safe for him to do. He didn't take the big bumps in this. Like, he didn't do the bump that Wardlow took, but he set him up to look dominant at the same time while competing in that match. Christian, this is what I'm talking about with Christian and the edge. When there's those debates, Christian needs some flowers from people. I get mad when Christian gets disrespected. Like how we were just talking with Matt and Jeff. I get mad when people disrespect Christian too, though, where they're like, no, Edge was always the better one, blah, blah, blah. No, Christian is great. Like, watch him. He's never given the chances he deserves. He is great. You know and, what it is? You're, you're, and we all know that they're not really brothers, but when you're outshined by your brother, that's hard to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Edge wasn't really his brother. But when you're outshined by your tag partner, it's hard because we all think Edge historically is better than Christian, right? So it's hard to give Edge, uh, Christian his flowers, even though you're going to be deserves them. Guy Will Gamble said Wardlow summoned that Jeff Hardy energy. He's a big Jeff Hardy fan. You can tell by his moveset. Yes. When he does the dives. But, you know, Jeff Hardy sucks, though. Uh, Arn Anderson is low-key a genius. I think the biggest thing I can say about one of their fundamental problems right now is that they don't have a world title emphasis like they should. Too many big names involved in something less important. Oh, good point, BJ. Real good point, BJ. The CLB was... (laughs) Stop calling Christian that. It was putting in work that match. Uh, the tactical turtleneck. Here comes Derek doing the four horsemen for Iron with the fingers bent up. That's not nice, Derek. Listen, we love Iron Anderson in this. <laughs> Wardlow was crazy for that swanton off the ladder through the two tables. Yeah, he's a beast for that. Christian's program with Randy after Edge was gold. I, that's one of his best opponents, like top five. Dead I'm about, I'm about to go in on Wardlow as soon as you give me the thumbs up. Go ahead. We all know how I feel about Wardlow. I'm not a fan, but I'm going to say something I thought I would never say. He did good. And he earned earned my respect. This match, as a matter of fact, this is what I talked about last week with us, bro. When it was announced that it was going to be a ladder match, I said, okay, this is his chance to show he has layers. And it wasn't just three power bombs and going like this. By the way, I know I'm a little bit hypocritical when I say that I don't like him doing this, but okay. I'll, I was I, just thinking it, but uh, you go ahead. Okay. You do you. But, um, but he showed layers. 
this ladder match was his coming out party, and I'm very proud. I think he he earned my respect on Saturday, on Sunday. Right, uh, Derek said in a slightly darker black turtleneck <laughs> from Archer. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, all right, put Braun Breaker in a ladder match. Because <laughs> I get guys, man, I feel you, Gamble. It's like you know, I guess the only way to get my respect is going to a ladder. I don't know, man. Totally Braun off topic because we're not going to get to uh, that pay per view. Did you see that spear he delivered? We were just on Twitter. Yo. Crazy. Dude, one of the best spears in the business. I'm not gonna front. Big shout out to big shout out to Gamble. I feel you on that. I don't know if I'm gonna ever come around on Braun Baker. Wardlow, I think Wardlow's great. Uh, and I had this conversation with I think me and Casey were talking about this earlier on the phone. Um, when you when you look at why Arn is with, so I know a lot of us like Arn doesn't really need to be with Wardlow. I don't even like the on pair screening with them together. Arn like it's kind of weird. Arn doesn't, and I mean this with love. Arn doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah, and but he works backstage though. But what I think is, Arn is there to. Te- I think Wardlow's either one of those guys where, and I'm just guessing that maybe he's too nice in the ring, and they're like, "Yeah, we want you to just do the power bombs over and over again." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do that." And Arn's probably there, like, "Listen, no, don't do that every time because this is what's going to happen to you." Arn's trying to put that that John Cena wisdom on you, like, "Don't do everything they say." Because then you're going to end up doing a bunch of bad stuff. And I know Arn and Cena had some disagreements, too, I think, from his podcast. He talked about it. Uh, e, me and E talked about this, like, with some of the stuff with Wade Barrett. Here, Warlow should start doing the house. You leave that for my girl Willow, all right? Arn, Arn be chilling in the back. Yo, let me get out there. Let me bite someone's Jack. finger like it's a hamburger. Yo, guy is on. Guy Gamble is on fire today, bro. Let's talk about the outcast making a quick move for the women's championship. Jamie Hayter. Uh, sounds like she suffered some injuries before this. Ends up losing the championship back to Tony Storm, who she beat at full gear for the championship. Uh, you, get, you kind of scooped me last night, bro, and I appreciate that by telling me that um, Hayter was injured. I wasn't aware, so I guess that's the reason for the change. Some people, Nobody knew if it was real or not, though. Okay, fair enough. Well, if it wasn't real, I think it was a mistake. So oh, no, now, now it's known, but I said back then when, when we were talking like predictions and stuff, nobody knew if she was really hurt or not. Okay, so let me clarify for our, our audience. I vehemently disagreed with the outcome of this match because I wanted Hater to walk into London as the champion. But now that I know she's injured, I understand things need to be done. The show needs to go on. So I'm cool with it, but, you know, a little bit whole home if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad because Jamie's not going to get that opportunity. And shout out to Eric, who usually listens to us. Um, sometimes he catches us on the rebound. Sometimes he's in the live chat. I know I see him in the, like, Dynamite ones often after the show goes off. And he loves talking about the women's division of AEW. Yeah. Much appreciated. And when you, um, when you do that, you have to view this in a, in a certain way. He really wants Jamie Hayter to be at All In, and I'm just like, dude, I don't think it's happening because if they could have made it happen, I think they would have held off on doing this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the injury bug caught her, and it's at a bad time, unfortunately. Not saying she won't be there, but I don't think she's going to be wrestling on the card, sadly. Yeah, um, it's one of, that's it, one of those sad moments in her I mean, this is the biggest show in AEW history, and it's really a shame she's not going to be a part of it. Right, and I think she could be on the card, and maybe she can get in the ring and do like a segment, you know, clothesline, and then you know, and still have a moment in there. But that's that's gonna be tough. But Tony Storm is the right move right now, and you put the title back in the Outcast grasp. Not mad. 
House of Black had an open challenge. We all knew the acclaim had to answer this. Max Caster dropping bars about Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Buddy definitely was like, yeah, they're talking about you on the other show with his girl. I didn't, you know, you're putting him in a weird situation there with that. I didn't. Real quick, bro. Are Dominic and Rhea really that good actors? Yo, don't start that, Sean. Come no, on. no, no. I'm not. I'm <laughs> assuming it's all for. But their their chemistry is like legit, really good, bro. Yeah, maybe maybe they're friends. I don't know. Yeah, okay. but right. but but I think people have been making Buddy Buddy Matthews pretty mad about it. So I'm like, let's just. I don't like to be the dude get starting up no stuff. But Buddy Matthews, uh, they they wrecked House of this one. I've been impressed with the House of Black lately. Not gonna lie, like I'm glad they're the trios champions. I'm glad they're getting special rules added to their matches. They're trying to make them feel different here, and uh, I think that new Collision show they're gonna be one of the benefactors to that. They're gonna definitely uh, benefit from from having that second show around because they're some of the folks that I'm like, yeah, we need more screen time there. Um. Gotta be careful, bro. Gotta be careful. I mean, screen time. I agree with that. Let me. You're 100 right. But it's like when you start. Oh, I just hope it doesn't. I hope they stick to a script and, and meaning, like as far as who's gonna be on what show. I and Tony hasn't clarified that either. Exactly. <laughs> Dustin, cut it out in the chat. I see you putting back up the quotes of what Max said. Um, there you go, Derek. The devil's necktie. Yeah, you want to see that Brody, that Brody sleeper again, where he just drags you over the top and drops you. Next is the match that I was waiting to get into. It is the TBS Women's Championship. Jay Cargill taking on Taya Valkyrie. Jay Cargill to set this up picks up the W against Taya Valkyrie. Mark Sterling says, there you go, 60-0. No one's touching Jade, not anybody. He kind of lays down an open challenge. Here comes the returning Chris Statlander, who was supposed to have a match with Jade at All Out last year during the brawl-out situation, but that match ended up having to get changed due to an injury. She's back, and she's ready to go. Chris Statlander returns, drops Jade down, Ooh, that was a scary spot. I was so scared when they did this. Down to the ground, and she ends up picking up the win, and we have ourselves a new TBS champion. So the first TBS champion was finally dethroned in this situation. Statlander wins. Me and Sean had some some back and forth on this. I will let Sean go, and I will reply hopefully one time. Stupid. It's just a stupid decision i don't i've been thinking about it all day i don't understand how and why you would have this woman come out of nowhere and just dethrone the most dominant woman on the roster i'm saying it the most dominant woman on the roster i know we believe that okay well you know you can keep the title and then when you keep the title you know then you can win another title and then no all she had to do, it should have been title for title at All In. Is anybody in this chat going to disagree with me that Jade versus the women's champion, I thought Jamie Hayter, I wasn't aware of the injury, but Jade versus the women's champion at All In, title for title would not have been epic and worthy of this pay-per-view. 
that's coming up in Wembley Stadium. To have her lose like that, I mean, 60-0 and 0 and now 60-1, and 1, it's over. It's just over out of nowhere. I, I, I don't understand it. I will never understand it. I think it's a huge mistake. And, uh, you know, having to, you know, it would have been a great idea to have, you know, it would have been a great idea to have title for title at Wembley Stadium. But you know what that means. And that's a shame because do you know what that means? That's my first you know what that means in AEW. That's my first. That's a good idea. You know what that means for AEW. And that's a problem. We're taking y'all in the raw, man. I disagree with Sean wholeheartedly here. First, I'm going to disagree with Dustin, though, first, because he said cringe opening for Jade with the sorority. Jade, if she was part of that sorority, that means a lot to her. I went on a rant yesterday. I do not like sororities and fraternities for personal things that happened to me in the past. Uh, And this was before I was even in college. I almost got into a fight with a fraternity uh, and they were going to they were Kappas for the record. Uh, had a great rap line later on for that, but we won't repeat that on this show. Oh boy! But <laughs> they 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 tried to do that. So listen, I don't like them, but I understand why some people are for them. It means a lot to their family. Sometimes it's history, lineage, and Jay coming out and stepping. That might be something that was one of the activities that she did later on. You know what I mean? I I have no issue with that. Jay doing that, cool. Big ups to her. I'm, I was happy for her getting that in. Um, now. Sean, I'm this is where we got to disagree, bro. Talk to me. Jay Cargill losing the title in this matter, and I saw Doug say she cashed her Statlander in the bank. This is different than Charlotte because they laid out a challenge. I know this is the, the Hogan, Mr. Fuji, not presented as bad, obviously, but they laid out the challenge. Someone came out and answered it. Fine and dandy. They Come tried to pre- big man. They provided <laughs> an out for Jade in this. They gave her an out. She number one, she was caught off guard. She loses to Chris Statlander. Big deal. Jade, to me, her losing this championship meant she's off to bigger and better things. This is the old school when someone dropped the Intercontinental Championship, and you were like, So back in the day, Sean, once you kind of understood wrestling a little bit more, I'm going into like your your later years with it. Yeah. Once Bret Hart dropped the IC title, uh, he beat the Mountie for it. He's holding on to it. Then he lost it to Bulldog. You're sad. But then at the same time, you know in the back of your head what this means. Right. He's moving up. He's going to the world title division. And that's what I think is happening with Jade. Jade's moving up to the main event, the, the women's title, like main picture here. And we're still doing the storyline with the outcast, right? Jamie Hayter being hurt, fill, there's a void that needs to be filled with someone of importance. Because Britt Baker's not going to do this all by herself. She needs help. Jade's going to go into that spot, I think. And Jade is going to be the enforcer for that team. And this allows her to get into the mix with them, but she doesn't have to get a title shot right away. You can kind of let this marinate. That's how I view this. And I think this is good things for Jade. That's why I'm like, Jade should have had no issue with this. I've been like, yeah, I'm in. Go ahead, Statlander. You can have it. Now Statlander can work her way back up to getting better. Jade moves on to this. And Ty Valkyrie got into the ring, and she gets to be the veteran who is helping some of the younger wrestlers. That's how I viewed this. I don't know if the chat will agree with me. I don't know if I've maybe changed it a little bit. I don't know if you were still in there when I said this yesterday, but I said the exact same thing last night. I I think, I, I don't know, man. I just think that when you, this goes back to my entire analysis of what AEW All In should be. AEW All In should be the biggest show in the history of, it already is, 
but on paper and not only on in, as far as stadium and logistics, but also as it relates to the card. It should be the greatest card in the history of AEW. Jade Cargill going in as the undefeated TBS champion, challenging the women's champion. Like, in, in what world does that, I mean, it's like, that's amazing television. It's amazing pay-per-view. Jade Cargill at 75 and 0, <laughs> right? At 80 and 0. I don't like the Goldberg streak, though. I, d- I don't like people getting too deep into a streak. Your, your comment had me all messed up, bro. <laughs> no, the, uh, I don't like people having that Goldberg streak because then you become too unbeatable. I felt like Asuka was reaching that point. You know what I'm saying? Like you're undefeated for so long that it's like, who's worthy of beating you now is what it turns into versus anyone can beat you. Who's worthy of beating? But to have, but what I, I guess my point with my counterpoint would be if Jade Cargill walks into Wembley Stadium as the undefeated 90 and 0 uh, TBS champion to challenge the women's champion, if the women's champion wins, it's not that bad, but I but I would I would say though that I would believe that if that were to take place, if my dream scenario took place, Jade would have won that match, and that goes all the way back to our original commentary about the TB, and she could just relinquish the TBS title. Right, but then that set see, but that starts it off like Paige's reign too, the first ever NXT champ, first ever TBS champ. They never lost it; they gave it up. But is that you a problem? I just don't understand why that's a problem. Because now everyone is like, well, why didn't you be Jade? You know what I mean? And then it's it, it makes it weird sometimes. It depends on how you do it. Like I said, you present it where it's Mr. Perfect wins it. Okay, cool. But then if you have that moment where it's like, here, Ember Moon, I know you couldn't beat her before, but here it is now. Like, oh, do-do-do-do. <laughs> I'm here. Believe in me. I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. And it turns into that. Uh, didn't matter how many times Goldberg won, he wasn't better than Canyon. Y'all oh, cut it. Better than Canyon. Uh, Jade versus Statlander two before Wembley. Um, I don't think they're gonna do that though. I think Jade's going on. Listen to me, bigger and better things. Statlander is Jade challenging for the women's title in Wembley Stadium. I don't. Let me me ask. Let me because I want to make sure you understand where I'm going with this. To me, all roads lead to Wembley Stadium, Conrad. This is not about long-term booking. This is not about long-term. AEW is not in a position to do that. AEW needs to put all of their figurative tip chips to the middle of the table in late August. So what I'm trying to say is uh, Jade better be on that show, right? Yes, Jade's going to be on that show, 100%. I think that you didn't want Jade to lose on that big show because that's not what Jade is to this company. Jade is a bigger star. Jade is now up here. You get what I you get what I'm saying? Like I want people to realize what I'm saying. Did Jade learn? Was the first she was going through hoops? She's passing test. Uh, I was gonna make a motion. It was gonna look really bad, so I'm glad I did it. But Jade is going through a hoop, through another hoop. Can you? Will you get better in the ring? Yes, she has. Okay, we've created a new championship. Can you carry it and hold it, and people will still care? Yes, she has. Do I want Jade losing in All In for the TBS Championship? No, absolutely not. I do not want her losing there. I want Jade up there winning, and you. The pictures are Jade flexing with someone. Maybe it's her and Britt Baker. Maybe it's a team of women against the Outcast. Maybe she pens the Women's Champion there, and now it's like oh, Tony Storm better watch out because Tony Storm made a comment about Jade in the 
media scrum b-boy knows what i'm saying bro jade is going to become a face from this mark sterling's probably getting dropped because she's going to say who told you to start making matches (laughs) right so peep game things are going to happen with this jade does not need to be a face i love the uh i don't know who that is the youtube men i don't know what that's for um you jumped the shark on my comment where are we uh statlander 2 let her lose again because of the outcast and put her in that spot yeah yeah i just think they're gonna do it in a different way sick what's good bro appreciate you joining us on the uh we're just finishing up here uh we were just talking about jade and everything let's get into this four pillars match with mjf and the homies mjf coming out like the bad news bears here um with all the women grabbing him i don't know what this was (laughs) mjf is a fool but this match i thought really had a lot of good stuff in it for uh for fans the four pillars delivered in my opinion, as a match. The build did not. This goes back to the Seth Rollins Omas stuff that I've talked about in the past. I can compare. This is the exact same thing. If you're not delivering, you're not doing it. That's a fact. We all knew MJF wasn't losing here. Uh, Sean, I deflect to you for comment. MJF was definitely not going to lose. I wanted to see a match that would make him not losing and us knowing that he wasn't going to lose makes sense to the point where it would still be a watchable match, which I think they did accomplish. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I think that they came out, they did their job. I love the baby announcement, by the way, as a father that touches me. I like that. Um, big shout out to, to, to the, you know, you know, Sam Guevara and, 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 you know, his wife. I mean, that's amazing. But anyway, you had, I'm going to repeat myself. You have to make this match worthy of wanting to be watched even though you know the end result right they accomplished that my question now where do the other three pillars go from here that's the issue because now you have momentum jungle boy sammy guevara and darby allen put on a heck of a performance and so did mjf but i'm talking about the three challenges here mjf continues on to Wembley stadium but Now we wonder what happens with Perry because I think Perry should turn heel. I think, bro, they did the temperature check in the match with the belt. They did the Piper. It was like, should I? And Piper's probably the last guy who will ever get a babyface reaction for not doing it. With Jungle, with Jungle Boy, it was like, nah, fam, you need to do this. <laughs> like, I'm tired of you. And uh, I think I wanted him to do it. I and I kind of feel Sammy's turning babyface. Like, I feel like people want to get into Sammy again. Here's the issue. He has to get away from Jericho because he. this is why no one believed in him because he was presented as lower card. He's been on, like, the openers or he's been the second or third match on the pay-per-view card. And the problem is that your lower card only because you are associated with Jericho. Like, you're seeing his second fiddle. BJ said this felt like a classic X Division match. They pulled that off well. Yes. I, that's a sound. Uh, that's a nice. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? A nice comparison. Hollywood Jack, yes. Um, and let's let's round off here real quick with the anarchy in the arena, and then we'll boogie on out of here because we're raw starting as we speak. Um, well, I mean, a tremendous build. Um, I love that the elite's back together. I also love that the elite lost. That makes me happy. Hundred percent. I think I think that that's a mate. That's an amazing. Great job, Conrad. That's an amazing shot right there. 
Um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that the elite lost. I think that was the correct decision. I think it moves the storyline along, along properly. And I think Yuta getting the match and winning the match was really cool because it was like he's been seen as kind of like the scapegoat on the team. You know, nobody really respects him. And now all of a sudden he takes a step forward, hopefully, you know, because he's the one who got the pinfall. Right. Oh, and good point on that, Ace. Darby, MJF beat Darby with the headlock takeover once again. Remember this? Darby's one of the people I think that can beat MJF again, but it's not going to be in a four-way. It'll be one-on-one. Right. See me after. Uh, rip to the Spider-Man one kicks. I wish I, I just saw like a little while ago the burn mark on them. People were tight about those kicks. And we know the finish. Takeshka turns on the elite. We saw this one coming five miles away. But my issue was why didn't the Bullet Club, Bullet Club, why didn't the Blackpool Combat Club acknowledge him? Hmm, I think they're waiting for it because it feels like they don't want to seem like they're in cahoots with Don. But I feel like they are in cahoots with Don. I think they're trying to decide, do we put him in with, like, Don's going to have to come with him, and do they want to really hang with Don for the long term? You know what I mean? So if not, this is sounds like it's leading to a match. I'm predicting Kota Ibushi is the person who Kenny's going to have to call. He's going to need his old friend back. Hey, let it happen. Um I'm going to read some comments here. We'll get on out of here. Six at nine. I said it last night. Sammy and Conti need to dis- disappear off TV for, for a while. Congrats on the baby, but we haven't forgotten the streak of foolishness they pulled on social media last year. Touche. Touche. You make a good point. Oh, yeah. Bootleg Kota Ibushi. People were going in. Kota Ibushi went in about him, Takeshka. Uh, this is going to be a good match. Golden Elite coming soon. Those were uh, ones were reps anyway. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Because he's not the tribal chief. That's uh, why he wasn't acknowledged. <laughs> I like that. Here you guys go. Um, yeah, this is leading to blood and guts. That's what it's going to be. Anarchy in the arena was also excellent from start to finish. Other violence throughout the match. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshka turning heel was a great moment. The elite was great. And Good for the thing- second year in a row, they played Wild Thing for eight to ten minutes. Yes, um, and Doug says Rollins is opening Raw. Hopefully, he's giving a good championship address. There you go. But listen, we're not going to keep you guys too long. Sean, you got anything coming up this week? Yes, yes, big news. Um, Adrian the Problem Broner, the former four-division welterweight world champion, is back, and he's going to be on Fight TV in two weeks. I'll be doing a preview of that on my channel. Look out for that, as well as the fact that I will be back right here next Monday with Conrad doing Clash of the Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you being here i think it's been a lot of fun it continues to be a lot of fun and we're coming up next week on episode 40 good god almighty 40 40 40 we're gonna have a capstone it sounds like seth rollins is coming through the crowd for the shield wednesday join me and Derek live AEW dynamite review after dynamite stay tuned for the youtube shorts you guys help me hit my highest video uh last time i checked we were at like 3.4k uh keep them coming for the youtube shorts Sean, AEW fight forever. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Looking good to you or no? Thumbs up. I'm going to keep a good perspective and believe it's going to be good. And I'm going to say this for all my NBA fans. I'm a Knicks fan. I have no rooting interest in this game. Miami better not lose because <laughs> – Rob said anything's possible. <laughs> they better not lose. They better not lose. I have no rooting interest. I want the game to go to quadruple overtime. But they better not lose because, wow. Guys, check us out next week. We'll be back next Monday with Clash of the Podcast presented by Everything Pro Wrestling, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Mondays. We are out.
Peace.